Greetings, salutations. Welcome back, everybody, to Keyboard Kimura ESK here for the second half of Friday Double Dip, USC Jacksonville betting show. Before we get started, as always, first and foremost, please, please gamble responsibly. As I say every week, this is just for fun for me. This is meant to be additive. I am playing with Monopoly money. These are numbers on a spreadsheet. Nothing more for me. I'm not going out here and wagering hundreds of dollars every week on UFC events. I don't have an interest to do that actually, like to actually go out, spend that kind of money. I am risk averse in that way in my older age now. Wasn't so much younger in life, am now. I do understand that this is something that people do. Obviously, that's why I'm here. If it is something you are taking part in, please do so responsibly. Never put out more than you are able and willing to lose. The house always wins. And if you are struggling in any way, you or anyone you know is struggling in any way, please check out the show notes. There are links in there to problem gambling help centers and help links for Canada, the United States, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. I want this to be fun. I want this to be additive. I want people to enjoy it. If this is a way you want to supplement your Saturday watching, supplement your enjoyment of these UFC cards, by all means, certainly I enjoy going through and trying to find winners and trying to make money for people or, or myself on the spreadsheet because I want that number to look good at the end of the, end of the day and end of the year. But it is something that can become problematic. So please, if it is, check out those links. Talk to somebody. As always, my DMs are open. I'm here to help if that is something that you need. Before we get to Saturday's wagers, we start last week, UFC Vegas 75. And listen, we we took a bath. Christian Leroy Duncan pooed the bed, and therefore we took a bath. $1,250 out. Only $482 in, $768 in loss. Not a good day at all. Gave me some stuff to really think about in terms of making those large wagers on CLD, who lost to Armin Petrosian. We've corrected that, amended that for this week. I'm actually proud of myself. If I look over here up off camera to my scribble sheet basically every week the way i do it i'll write everything out on a piece of paper go through calculate the odds get all my get all my totals put it into a document that i'm then reading off of for this video if i look at it there's a lot of stuff x'd out there's a lot of stuff crossed out made some smarter wagers made some better wagers i think we'll get to those in a second year to date four thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars out sorry keyboard kimura to date four thousand eight hundred and fifty eight fifty dollars out $3,035.48 in, down $1,814.52. Certainly not where I want to be. Much like the punch drunk predictions, those numbers aren't acceptable. I want to do better. I want to be making money for you, for me, for all of us. But sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes we make bad plays. Sometimes we make bad reads. And sometimes, quite frankly, things just don't shake out our way. This is the way it goes. For every good read we have, there is going to be a bad read or a good read that just doesn't play out. And so to anybody that consumes my content on this front or any gambling related content, you need to ease up on people that are out here making these, making these selections and giving you their insights, putting their time and energy 
into it. They didn't lose you anything. You made that wager. Own that. Leave them be. It's not as easy as it looks. If it were, we'd all just be rolling in dough and not doing this anymore because we'd be making hundreds of millions of dollars wagering on UFC fights. But that ain't how it works. It's difficult out in these streets. So go easy. Have fun with it. Let it be additive and chill the fuck out when it comes to getting on people. It's for you, Dan Tom. I love you. Appreciate you. Keep doing your thing. Grind on, sir. We get to UFC Jacksonville. Saturday, early morning start time out here on the West Coast. I absolutely adore it. Going to do things a little differently this time around. I wanted to change it up and go through every fight just so that you understand. And, and, I, and I progress through and let you know which fights there are wagers on, what fights there aren't wagers on, why I made these wagers, things of that nature. And so it's going to be a little bit longer show going forward, but I think it is a more complete more telling show overall. So we start as always main event, Josh Emmett and Ilya Tapuria. My only wager here is 10 bucks on Emmett to finish at plus 450, which returns 55 bucks. This is a flyer sprinkle. This is a little like just, I got 10 bucks that it's fine if I don't win. I picked Ilya Tapuria. I think Ilya Tapuria wins this fight. But plus 450 for Josh Emmett to finish is just too good for me to not get a little bit of something in on. I mentioned earlier that my scribble sheet is full of X's. I was looking for ways to bet the finish here for Tapuria and also my book, Bet365, the, the site I use in terms of getting my odds, offers a either to finish through the rounds progression. And I like some of those numbers. I like some of those totals. But when you go through and you look at it, it, it was too difficult to really put something together that becomes price effective and cost effective. Like the return just isn't there because most likely this ends early if it ends. And at that point, it's hard to get a return because the number for the either is plus 135 in the first round and plus 275 in the second round. And so you're chasing. And if you just go on to Puria, it's 170 in the first round and 325 in the second. And so it feels like there's just no way to really quite get ahead to get some of those late rounds. Now, if you want to take a flyer and go real props towards the end of things, Tapuria late, three, four, and five is plus 650, plus 1200, and plus 2200. I like those numbers. Those are worth a little sprinkle. They're worth a little shot in the dark just to see if they come through. But for me, I'm going 10 bucks that I don't care if I get back on Emmett to finish just on the off chance that he catches him, that he lands something big that finishes this fight at any point along the way, 10 turns into 55. That is a great return for a thing that I think can happen with some, not regularity, but there's definitely a possibility. There's a greater than four and a half to one chance that this happens. And so I'll put a little something there just, just to, just to see. Amanda Hebos versus Macy Barber in the co-main event. I have $50 on Hebos to win by decision at plus 110, which returns 105. To me, as I said on the PDPs, I think Hebos wins this fight. I think she is the more complete overall fighter. She gets it done. I don't think she gets a finish here. Macy Barber is tough. She is resilient. She knows the right things to do on the ground to avoid getting locked up in something. I don't even know if we necessarily get a lot of time on the ground here because I think Amanda Hebos can win this fight on the feet. As I said earlier today, I think it looks like the Alexa Grasso fight with bit with Barber looking a little bit better and Hebos looking as good as she did against Viviani Araujo. 
She can work from range for three rounds here and get this victory. And anytime you want to give me better than double up opportunities on a women's fight to end in a decision, I am taking it. I am going to take it just about every time because more often than not, that's how they end up. And that's not me knocking the ladies. That's not, that's just me playing odds. That's just me playing analytics and data. I think he gets it done. I think she gets the decision win. 50 turns into 105, $55 profit. We like profit. I need to make profits. Move to the big boys on the main card, Austin Lane and Justin Taffa. My wager is $50 on Taffa to finish in round one at plus 155. It returns $127.50. This is a fight that I don't see getting out of the first round. These two dudes throw bombs. They throw heavy shots at all times. There's no jabs. There's no feeling each other out. Even the jabs carry a lot of power. And I just think Justin Taffa, A, has a few more weapons at his disposal. We've seen the head kicks. I think we probably see some low kicks early on to take away a little bit of that potential power of Austin Lane and sort of set the range and set the distance for each other. But I also think he just lands the big enough shot that puts Austin Lane down. I've seen, we've seen Austin Lane finished. We saw it on the Contender Series in his first appearance against Greg Hardy. I think Justin Taffa is a better, more fundamental, more fluid fighter than Greg Hardy ever was. And I think he finds Austin Lane's chin. Move to the featherweight matchup on the main card between David Onama and Gabriel Santos. My pick was Gabriel Silva. Sorry, Gabriel Santos. And I spoke about that on the Punch Drunk Predictions. I think he is the more complete fighter. I liked what I saw from him against Lerone Murphy, who to me is a better, more difficult opponent, excuse me, stumbling a little bit this morning, than David Onama is. But my play here is 20 bucks on Onama by decision at plus 600, which returns 140. Similar to the Josh Emmett play in the main event. This is 20 bucks that I don't want to see again. Shoutouts to Chad Dundas and Ben Folks. You check us in the mail, boys. This just feels like it's too big of a number. It's just too big of a number for me to pass up. And so 20 bucks that Onama goes out and wins two of three rounds. Nobody gets finished. He wins two of three rounds, whether that's split decision or unanimous decision, plus 600 on a guy that has already shown he can win in the UFC. He's done that a couple of times. Santos has not. That has made a change from Glory MMA to Factory X, where I think he has the potential to level up. He is somebody, as I said, earlier today and and throughout the week. Somebody that has potential, somebody whose upside I like, but I need to see it first. But in terms of a $20 flyer at plus 600 odds to get a decision win, I'm going to take that every day. Opening fight of the main card, Brendan Allen and Bruno Silva. $90 on Allen to finish at plus 105, returns 184.50. It's a weird number. It's because I have this full round numbers thing. For everything that I do, I like zeros, I like fifties, I like hundreds. Like I just, I want things to be complete and a $90 bet on Brendan Allen. Make sure that as I go through and do all of the totals, we get nice round numbers. That's why it's a weird number. It's 0.9 units. If you want to play in terms of the units, Allen to finish at plus money is, is just, I have to, I feel like I have to, we just saw two fights back. Bruno Silva go out and face Brendan Allen's longtime training partner, Gerald Mearshart who is with him at Rufus Sport, who is with him now at Kill Cliff down in South Florida. I think BA is a better fighter than Gerald Mearshart. I think we have seen 
a little bit of a maturation from him and a sharpening from him over these last four fights to not make the same mistakes that cost him in these kinds of spaces before. I think he goes out and dominates Bruno Silva. And I think somewhere later in the fight, he gets a finish. He locks up a choke of some kind, whether that's a Darce, whether that's a rear naked choke, whether he gets a guillotine because Bruno Silva is looking for a panic takedown. Something happens here that BA gets a finish, gets a fifth straight win, calls for another opportunity to headline, calls for another top 10 opponent and keeps moving forward. Move to the prelims. Welterweight division, Neil Magny and Phil Rowe. $100, excuse me. On Neil Magny, two win on the money line, minus 170. It returns 158.82. For me, this is a bet on Neil Magny's experience. This is a bet on Neil Magny's track record. It could go wrong, as all of these could. And I don't mean that in a like, hey, I may not get it right. Phil Rowe might just be better than I think he is. He might be ready to take that next step. And I may be underrating him. He's coming off a win over Nico Price. He's got three straight TKO finishes. Those are important factors. But Neil Magny feels like a little bit of a bridge too far right now for what I've seen from Phil Rowe. He's not going to go in there. Neil Magny isn't going to go in there and exchange the way Price did against Rowe. He's not going to go in there and look to get into a fist fight the way that Price did against Rowe. He's going to go out there and use his movement and use his range and use all of the tools and all of the weapons at his disposal. And I think he's able to be successful there. I think he's able to get a decision win, most likely. If he gets a finish, great. It doesn't really matter. I'm playing the money line here. So it's just to get his hand raised. But I think the overall savvy, the overall veteran skill and guile and understanding of what to do in these spots is still something that Neil Magny can bank on in these kinds of matchups. He is still going to lose when he gets in there against upper echelon guys. That's been the track record throughout his career. Anyone about seven and higher, five and higher, that's going to be a struggle. Anybody with that kind of upside as well. Shavkat Rachmanov wasn't ranked there when they fought, but we all understood. Rachmanov was the favorite, gets the victory, away we go. But against these guys, people in this position, Neil Magny has shone throughout his career. I think he does so again on Saturday. We stick around the welterweight division, Randy Brown versus Wellington Terman. This is a no bets fight for me. There wasn't anything in looking through the props that I particularly liked. There wasn't anything in terms of the money line of Randy Brown that I liked because I think he wins and I'm not quite sure how it, necessarily plays out in terms of finishes or decisions. Neither number really felt good to me. Wellington Terman, it's just one of those never know situations for me. And so rather than going hunting, rather than investing somewhere that I don't feel particularly comfortable or excited by any of the numbers and totals that I'm seeing, we're just walking away. We're just having a fight where we don't have anything invested. There's not a lot of them this week. I kind of spread everything out rather than going heavy in one spot, but no bets on this one. Move to the lightweights, Mateusz Rombetsky and Loik Radzibov. A couple of bets here, something I'm going to try to do a little bit more of. We do it a couple times on this card. Have been doing it a little bit lately. It's kind of a double stack. It's kind of, for me right now, for this fight, it's a 50-50 stack is the way I've put it in my head and, and thought about it. So it's $50 on Radzibov on the money line to win at plus 125 which returns 
and then $50 on Radzibov to win by decision at plus 260 for a return of 180. So it's $100 out, $112.50 if he wins, just wins, which is a $12.50 profit. Hey, profit is profit. I'm going to take it. 12 bucks is great. And it's $292.50 if he wins by decision. So $192.50 for profit if we get the win on the scorecards. I don't think Radzibov is a guy that's going out there and finishing a ton of fights. Not at this level, not against this caliber of fighter. But I do think he can go out there, not only be competitive throughout this fight, but win this fight. I thought that before the weight miss this morning. I feel that still now. I wasn't overly impressed with what Rombetsky showed against Nick Fiore. I don't think he's faced the level of competition that Radzibov has. And even though he's the underdog, even though he missed weight, I liked his showing against Istvan Rybovich in his debut. I think it's a good matchup here against another grappler, a guy that we saw fade very hard in that fight with Nick Fiore. Yes, it was the, the, the debut that often factors into things, but I think we get a good performance from Radzibov here. And so, so we do the 50-50 stack. It's a chance to make profit on plus numbers on an underdog that I like. So that's where we went. Move on to Tabitha Ricci and Jillian Robertson. Just $25 on Ricci to finish here at plus 425, returns 131 and a quarter. I said earlier that most of the time, if you give me plus money on a decision in a female fight, I'm going to take it at least a little bit. I do think Ricci has opportunities to finish here. I think she is quite good, especially on the ground. And I think Jillian Robertson's going to be willing to, to play with her on the ground. I think she's going to be willing to get into those spots. And I don't think it's a good decision because I think Tabitha Ricci is better than Robertson on the ground. And so whether this is pounding out a finish or whether this is finding a choke or an arm or something along the way, I think Ricci is going to get opportunities to get Robertson out of there. We've seen her stopped in the past. We've seen her finished in the past. And at plus 425, it's just too good to pass up. Little sprinkle on the baby shark. See if she can get a four straight win. See if she can pick up a second consecutive finish after submitting Jessica Penne last time out. Move to flyweight. Jalgis Zhumagulov versus Joshua Van. $100 on Zhumagulov to win. The money line at minus 200 returns 150. It's a big, it's a big, it's a bigger play. It's on par with the biggest plays of the week for me or right up there. We're getting to another one here next. That's, that's the biggest play of the week, but it's up there. A hundred bucks, one unit, however you look to parse it. On Jumagulov, which probably feels weird betting a hundred bucks on a guy that is one in five in the UFC. But as I said on the punch drunk predictions, I think this is very much a level of competition levels to this kind of show from Jumagulov. Yes, he's struggled in the UFC, but if we break down those results, he's fought good competition. There's two split decisions that could have gone his way. He is a significantly more experienced, more well-rounded, more talented fighter than anyone Joshua Van has faced. And I think he gets done. As always, I could be wrong, but I'm willing to invest in Jumagulov, turn a hundred bucks into a $50 profit. Hopefully we cash that one early in this card to continue moving forward and building some momentum into the main card, into a nice profitable day. Come on. We move to the lightweights again. Trevor Peak versus Chepe Marichal. Biggest wager of the day. $100 on peak by finish at plus 130 returns $345. Trevor Peak has finished every one of his fights. Chepe Marichal has been stopped 
several times in his career. This is me playing odds and playing analytics. I think Trevor Peak, while limited and lacking in some fundamentals, certainly has power and certainly has pressure and aggression and a way about him in the cage that creates finishing opportunities. I think Chepe is going to be willing to get in there and stand with him and try to sling hammers and try to throw punches with him. I don't know how it works, but I think Trevor Peak gets the job done. And if you want to give me a guy that has eight wins all by stoppage at plus money to finish, I got to take it. I got to take it and I'm taking it at a large number. So part of the reason I'm taking it at a larger number is that I had originally thought of doing a under 1.5 rounds for this fight, which was coming in at minus 155. Why invest a bunch of money in a favored, in a, in a minus number where there's a chance that it doesn't, right? It, it doesn't take a lot in a three round fight for us to get past the halfway point of the second round. When I can take that and invest that in plus money for something that I think has a greater chance of happening, which is peak getting a finish. He has a hundred percent finishing rate and you're giving me plus money. Skip the betting the round prop. Just give me all of the money that I was planning on investing into Trevor peak by finish. Let's see what happens. Move to the featherweights, Jamal Emmers versus Jack Jenkins. This is another one of those double stacks for me. So it's $50 on Jenkins to win on the money line at my, at sorry, excuse me plus 170, which returns 135, 25 bucks on Jenkins by decision at plus 325, which returns 106 and a quarter. So it's 75 out, 135 if he wins by finish somewhere before the before the scorecards for a $60 profit. That's still a really nice number. And if he gets it done on the cards, it's 241 and a quarter back for a $166.25 profit. I liked Jenkins before Jamal Emmer's missed weight. I think he is a better fighter than he showed last time out against Don Shanus. I think he's a better fighter than Hussein Ashkabov, who Jamal Emmers beat last time out, looking very, very good. I think Jenkins is more on par with someone like Pat Sabatini, who beat Emmers after getting rocked, caught him in a, in a heel hook and popped his knee, unfortunately. I think Jenkins comes out, doesn't have any of the pressure of fighting at home, doesn't have any of the pressure of it being his UFC debut, first Australian on the card at UFC 284. All of that stuff is gone. He goes into a fight that's just over in the States. No pressure to it. Come over, have fun, get out there, get a second victory. I think he looks good in this one. I think he gets the upset. One of only a couple of dogs that I like on this fight card, but I'm backing Jack Jenkins, 75 bucks in on him. Let's see what kind of returns we get. Taruto Ishihara. See, this is the thing. I have Taruto Ishihara in my head because he fought Weston Wilson, who is fighting next week. So every time I look at Tatsuro Taira, my brain goes to Ruto Ishihara. Not the same guy. Not the same weight class even. Not the same caliber of fighter. I apologize, Tatsuro Taira, who takes on Clayton Rodriguez. I don't have any bets here. As much as I love Taira, as much as I think he is a terrific prospect, as much as I think he wins this fight, not necessarily handily, but but going away. There's nothing that I liked in terms of the numbers. The the money line isn't great. It costs a lot to, to make a profit on Tyra. And I think Rodriguez is a dangerous enough fighter that I wanted to stay away from that straight bet in terms of the props, in terms of chasing finishes or rounds or any of those things. 
I just don't have a feel for how this fight plays out. I think it can be a competitive fight. I'm interested to see what Rodriguez looks like after missing weight. That's another little bit of a factor for me not making any Friday morning wagers as I want to do most weeks. Sit there and go through things and double check if this is all I want to do. Didn't get to anything. Staying away. Just want to watch my guy go out there and hopefully pick up a fourth straight UFC victory. Remain undefeated. Put himself in the mix for a top 15 fight, if not a top 15 ranking himself going forward. Saturday's opener, Cody Brundage versus Cedricus Dumas in the middleweight division. This is another stay away for me. I'm not confident in my selection of Cody Brundage because I think he's a guy that can get hit and Cedricus Dumas has power. I looked at chasing some Cedricus Dumas underdog plays. He is plus 170, I believe. There's some good money on him. To, there's some good numbers on him to finish if you think the dog gets it done. Brundage is minus 110, I believe, to finish last time I looked. And so I don't even like that necessarily, even though I think he can and probably will put Dumas on the ground and get a finish there. This is a stay away for me. I don't want to come out and lose something right out of the gate. It just feels weird. It just feels bad. And so we're just staying away. Before we get out of here, as always, every week, we put these together. They are the punch, drunk, prediction, parlays. The way it works, we take my picks from the PDPs, which is already up on the site, which is already up here on Substack, wherever you get your podcasts. So go check them out. And we parlay them together, both the main card, the prelims, and then the full card. So to run it down, Main card parlay, 10 bucks. Ilya Tapuria, Amanda Hibas, Justin Taffa, Gabriel Santos, Brendan Allen, $10. Get a combined odds of plus 552, returns $65.81. That is a chalk parlay. We get plus, plus 550 in change. 10 bucks into 65 isn't bad for just playing chalk. I like it. I'm interested. I think we do okay. On the prelims, Neil Magny, Randy Brown, Loik Radzibov, Tabitha Ricci, Jalgas Jumagulov, Trevor Peak, Jack Jenkins, Tatsuro Tyra, and Cody Brundage. Those nine athletes, $10 parlay, plus 14,577, returns $1,467.53. There's only a couple dogs in there in Jenkins and Radzibov. Obviously, the odds go up. It is nine fights. It is a difficult parlay. This is a big full card. 14 fights on Saturday. Nine fight parlay. Doesn't even get us to the main card. That's We get all of these right and we still got the main card to go. That's that's a lot of fights, but it's a potential return of up over $1,000, close to 1500 bucks For 10 bucks. I'll take it and we'll just have a little fun and see if we can't cash. And then we get to the big one. Every, every week I do this and every week it gets me excited. It makes me energized. It gets me laughing a little bit. Full card parlay. Tapuria, Hibas, Tafa, Santos, Allen, Magni, Brown, Radzibov, Ricci, Jumagulov, Peak, Jenkins, Tyra, Brundage. 10 bucks plus 95,588. Returns $9,566.31. Good Lord, if we hit that one. Sorry for the mic pop there. That was a little loud. I'm a little excited. Because if we go 14 for 14, if we run the table and we turn 10 bucks into almost 10,000, we're good for the year. We're clear. 
all of a sudden the, this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. This dude doesn't make any money, whatever, 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 whatever goes out the window. And I got $9,566.33 to make me feel good. And it means we've cashed all of those other bets that we've talked about, or most of those other bets that we've talked about earlier in the show, save for David Onama and Josh Emmett, where we went against our selections a little bit because the number was just too good. I'm pumped up for this card. This is a really terrific fight card. I hope you are looking forward to it. I hope you are excited. Please check out a little over here, the QR code up at the top of the screen on the YouTube, or if you are just listening on your earphones on the podcast, check out the Substack, spencerkite.substack.com. All of the keyboard Kimura content every day, fresh content for you about the UFC, about its athletes, about its events. Sign up for free for five bucks a month for 50 bucks for the year. All of it comes straight to your email. As soon as I hit publish, it is where you can get up-to-date information, insights, analysis on every fight, every week. I'm here for you. I'm trying to get you informed. Check out the boys at One Bone, at One Bone Brand, on Twitter and Instagram, at One Bone, sorry, OneBoneBrand.com for the website. If you do make purchases, if you are checking out the brand officially, Use promo code ESK20 at checkout for 20% off your order. Let them know that I sent you. Let them know that I hipped you to the community. It is the best gear I own. It is the only stuff I wear. I'm not just saying that. Same as always. I'm on here every time you see me. I am rocking one bone, at least one piece. Most of the time, two or three. Because I've got shorts, I've got pants, I've got shirts, I've got hats. It's the best. You're going to see Jamal Hill in a campaign for the company real soon. So if you don't want to take my word for it, take sweet dreams. Take the UFC light heavyweight champions word for it. This is the best community to be a part of. Great clothing. Please go check them out. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spencer Kite. Know that you are loved. Know that you are appreciated. I hope you have a wonderful Friday and get ready for these fights tomorrow. I will see you bright and early on ABC, on TSN, wherever you are tuning in. UFC Jacksonville, Emmett, Tapuria, big fights, great card. Let's go. Chelsea John.